Vape Passion Show, episode 96. In this episode, an e-juice review of Berry Burst by Burst E-Liquids. What does the lifetime warranty on your vape product actually mean? My best and worst of 2017. Battery Mooch is finally uploading videos. Bill Nye thinks vaping will still be here in 150 years. What is blue raspberry? And how to care for your batteries in cold weather. Hey, welcome back to the Vape Passion Show. I'm Alex, this is episode 96, and I'm recording this on Tuesday, January 16th. So it's been a while, uh, life has been so hectic. So the company I work for moved at the end of December, uh, which is hectic enough, but that required learning a totally new travel route. So I take the bus because I hate driving in Denver. So I've been learning all these different bus routes and light rail routes and trying to figure out which one works best. And I think I finally have it down now, but my new morning schedule has made my bus ride shorter, which is usually where I work on the topics for the show. And my walk to the office is now longer, which means I have less time to work on personal stuff like the show. So it's been a challenge for sure. Um, but I'm going to keep trying to get these episodes out at least every two weeks. Oh, and, uh, I went to my first ever hockey game, which probably sounds crazy to a lot of you, but uh, hockey has just never been my sport. I, I could never really get into it, but everyone always says that if you go to a game, it'll change your perspective. And I really do think that it has. Uh, I've actually been wanting to watch hockey games, if only I had more time. My sport is football, and I, I haven't even had time to watch that. So, But anyway, I actually won tickets to an Avs game from a local giveaway that XL Energy did at an event I went to a month ago, and these were amazing tickets, $400 each, and I won four of them, so $1,600 total value, and I was really tempted to sell them. And honestly, if I would have known their value days ahead of the game, I probably would have tried. But I just went to the will call window right before the game, not even knowing what seats we got. So... Yeah, uh, these seats were right up in the front row against the glass, and it also included entry into Club Lexus at the Pepsi Center, and that meant free food and drinks during the entire game. It was it was really awesome. And that night was uh, Milan Hayduke's number. He his, it was retired, and Hayduke walked down our aisle, and I got to shake his hand. And if I was a hockey fan, I probably would have been really excited, but uh, even not being a, a big fan, it was really exciting. So that's what's been going on in my personal life. Uh, as far as vape stuff goes, the only thing really new is that I'm using the Aladdin tank from Case. Case. It really lacks in the flavor department. If the, the top or side airflow holes are open, you'll get almost no flavor at all. If just the bottom airflow holes are open, then the flavor is okay. But um, you might have seen that live unboxing that I did a couple of weeks ago, and I was so nervous to do a live stream because it was my first one, but I can see how it'll get easier over time. And if you saw that video, you'll notice that the video quality isn't very good. Uh, these Logitech cameras that I have, uh, they're just not great for close-up shots. But I figured out how to connect my Canon T5i to my computer to use as a webcam, so in the future these videos should be way better. Still not as good as the Canon would be if it was offline, but still much better. I also have some e-juice that I need to review that I got from vaporforlife.com, which is from a line called Burst. So far, I've tried two flavors, and both were pretty good, so I think the reviews will be positive overall. Uh, Vaporforlife.com, they also sent me the Smoke Pro Color, which I've been using almost nonstop. It's like uh, any other smoke product, really, but it's been good, and also like most other smoke products, it looks good. And I thought the light around the screen might be a little annoying when I first opened it, but I ended up really liking it. Um, that Pro Color actually seems like a, a really nice, affordable daily driver. Okay, well, let's get into the show, starting with an e-juice review of Berry Burst by Burst E-Liquids. So this was sent to me for the purpose of review by VaporForLife.com. That's a four, the number four. They're a great online shop with uh, lots of different products, and they're always running sales. I get their emails. So go check them out at VaporForLife.com. And Berry Burst is described as a tart flavor with sweet blueberry, raspberry, and blackberry chewy candy flavors. 
It smells very fruity, mostly like grape to me, even though that's not in the flavor profile. It kind of reminds me of pop or soda for those of you in places who say soda. So for this review, I'm using the Pro Color from Smoke with the Peerless RDA on top, built at 0.97 ohms. It tastes very fruity. It's really smooth and not overpowering at all. It's sweet too, and it does taste like a powdery candy. It has a bit of a tart aftertaste, and I personally like that tart flavor, but it does give it a sort of a strange aftertaste, so it might not appeal to everyone. I don't think the tartness is strange, it's just that I can see how some people might not like it. So if you like berry flavors in the powdery candy form, check it out at vaporforlife.com. It's a 70-30 VGPG, it's $22.99 for 60 mils, and it comes in nicotine strengths of 0, 03 and 6. Okay, let's move on to something else. My best and worst list of vape products in 2017. So everyone has been doing their best and worst of 2017, so I wanted to do my own list. I'm a little late at this point, but oh well. I don't get a whole lot of products to review, and I actually have to buy a lot of stuff myself. So my list isn't much, but I just thought it might be fun to talk about. So my best tank would be the SigPet Eco 12. And uh, I just love this thing. I still use it all the time. And it's a really powerful sub-ohm tank. It's, it's pretty much like the Smoke uh, V12. So... Um, uses the same coils too. My worst tank would be the Wotofo Conqueror Mini RTA and I actually really liked it but then it broke. Um, one side of the post won't fire so and I tried to contact Wotofo about getting it fixed and they just don't respond to emails so I'm putting that one as my worst. So my best RDA would be the Goon 1.5. I love this thing. I actually have three of them, four of them I think. Uh, just because I love it so much and it was on sale from 8vape earlier this year So I just bought a bunch of them and I use it non-stop uh, My runners-up would probably be the icon from Mike vapes and the drop from TVC. So um, Those are all really good RDAs and but my goon 1.5 is my favorite as far as worst goes for the RDA category I didn't I didn't have anything to add because uh, nothing that I tested in 2017 was bad uh, as far as RDAs go everything I liked everything so um, as for, so let's go to the best Squonk RDA. So mine would be the Condor RDA, and I just did a review for that not too long ago, and I ended up really liking that. It was a, a really good Squonk RDA. It, it, the e-juice came out really easily, it soaks the cotton from the top, and, uh, and it just worked really well, and the flavor was really good. So that one was definitely my favorite. I would say probably a, a very close runner-up would be the Umier Wasp, uh, Wasp Nano RDA. And that one is a, it's a single coil, so lighter wattage, but, or lower wattage, but it's uh, it also was a very good RDA. And I also didn't have a worst because I didn't, I didn't try that many Squonk RDAs. The best Squonk mod that I tried all year in 2017 was the Athena. Uh, that was really good and I loved it. Uh, not a lot of voltage drop that I could tell. It just worked really well. And, you know, close runner up would be the Pulse, uh, which would be expected, I think, from, from most lists. It's a, just an affordable squonk device, and it looks really good, but it did have some voltage drop. And again, nothing bad in that category for me. I just didn't try enough squonk mods. Uh, the best e-juice would be Wusa Vapes, and I just did some reviews for that not too long ago, too. And um, I was really surprised at just how good those were. So, yeah, I, I really like them. Uh, a close follow-up to them would be uh, Black Note, the tobacco e-juice. Any tea tobacco, so that one was really good too. I liked all everything that I tried from them. My worst would probably be Flava Hub. They had a fantastic line that they sent me, and I just didn't like it. The it had culotta in it, and it was way overpowering. It, like it was making me cough. I could barely vape it, so I just didn't like that line. And for best mod, for me, that's a hard one. But I really loved the Asvape Michael. It's just a really nice 
great looking mod um, and it and the chip is just really fast so this was my favorite it did have some cons you know the the battery door slides off really easily so that was a, a pretty big con but I still ended up really liking this mainly because of the chip and and I, and I do like the art on here too and then my worst would be the Predator 228 and I actually when it was working I loved the Predator 228 but the, the problem is that it has a lot of uh, things that go wrong with it. So I just it just has to go in the worst category because it's destined to fail. So it has to be my worst mod of the year. So there you go. Nothing like some of the other big channels have put together because those guys, they, they just try so many things on the market. But this was just my short list of things that I've enjoyed or hated in 2017. And if you guys have anything that, that you have as a best or worst product 2017, I'd love to see your list. Especially because I like to buy older stuff when it goes on sale. So I'll know what to add to my list or what to stay away from. All right, well, let's change topics. So what does the lifetime warranty on your vape product actually mean? So it's pretty big news within the hobbyist vape community that Vaporized Nomads has shut down recently. And I don't really know all of the details about it. I just know that a lot of people are really pissed off because they bought these expensive mods that had a lifetime warranty. Now that Vaporized Nomads is gone, there's nobody to honor that warranty. And some people have reported that they sent their products back for, for repair as far as five months ago. And they either get no response from the owner or they're told that Vaporized Nomads can't ship the products back until they have more money to send them back. Losing a lifetime warranty after a business closes, it's not new. It actually happens all the time, uh, especially with smaller businesses. Sometimes a business will be acquired by another business, in which case the new business will usually honor that lifetime warranty. But if the business goes under, completely with no successor, there's not a lot of options. For example, Sports Authority, they filed for bankruptcy last year and they had hoped to reorganize and restructure their debts to stay in business, which included honoring gift cards and customer loyalty points, but Sports Authority ended up closing for good and then customers lost all that money. And with Sears on track to going bankrupt and possibly shutting down, a lot of people are worried about their lifetime warranties here too. But uh, Sears did say that they would honor them but according to uh, bankruptcy lawyer Corrali Lopez Castro, there's a good chance that those lifetime warranties will be dissolved if Sears goes into bankruptcy. And something else to consider is that uh, according to consumerreports.org, a lifetime warranty doesn't always mean your lifetime, but it could actually refer to how long the product is carried by a company or how long it's being manufactured. If the product is no longer made or sold, that lifetime warranty can go away with it. So in the case of vaporized nomads, if they went into bankruptcy, they might not have to legally honor those warranties since they're no longer in business or no longer making or selling those products. In cases like this, consumer protection experts suggest contacting the Better Business Bureau uh, or your state attorney general. You can also contact your consumer protection office to see if anything can be done. And if not, consider trying to contact the manufacturer of the part that's broken. For example, the Boss Mod from Vaporized Nomads has a DNA chip made by Evolve. If the chip fails, you might be able to get a replacement directly from Evolve. I don't know how likely that is, but you know, it's worth sending them an email. And also in a really classy move from Scarab Industries, the manager, Brandon Conant, posted on Facebook that they would repair any device purchased from Vaporized Nomads as long as you pay for the part. They will pay for return shipping. Uh, Scarab Industries actually makes mods very similar to what Vaporized Nomads made, so it shouldn't be a problem for them. Uh, if it's the board that broke, it's still a little expensive because you have to pay for it, but at least you can get it fixed and working again. Okay, and now some exciting news for you battery nerds out there, like me. Battery Mooch is finally uploading videos. So our favorite battery expert, John Moochow, otherwise known as Battery Mooch, has finally started publishing videos on YouTube. 
And this is something that the vape community has been asking Mooch to do for a long time now. He's mentioned here and there on various live shows over the last few months that he's been collecting topics to talk about should he decide to start posting videos. So I think it was really only a matter of time before it finally happened. Um, but I think we're all really excited for this. And in just the last week since launching his channel, his first video, he's already gotten 10,000 subscribers in five days. So it's a pretty good indication of how much people want this. So if you don't know who Mooch is, he's a professional battery tester. He does this stuff for a living using high-end testing equipment. At some point, he learned about how the vape community uses batteries, and then he saw that there was a desperate need for expert battery advice and education on safety. So he took it upon himself to do just that by answering tons of battery questions on ECF and on Reddit. He also started testing the many different batteries commonly used in the vape community using his professional rigs. And this was all for free. He got nothing out of it other than knowing that he was helping to keep people safe. And Mooch, he still continues to test batteries for free and also educate on forums, uh, also on other live YouTube shows. And uh, he, he posts blogs on ECR and now on his own YouTube channel. So if you want to learn about batteries, he's the go-to guy. And, and he's actually where I learned most of what I know and what prompted me to want to learn more from places like BatteryUniversity.com. So far, he's done two whiteboard videos, which I love, and I don't think anybody else in the community is doing whiteboard videos. Mooch's first video, it goes into who he is, the basics of the batteries that we use, as well as offering the absolute must-know information about batteries. And he also goes into what the ratings mean on the batteries, such as capacity ratings, CDR, or continuous current ratings, pulse ratings, and then he talks about how companies will rewrap and exaggerate those ratings. And, and if you watch that first episode, you'll be blown away at all the stuff that he packed into just the basics. And you can see just how much there is to learn about batteries. And Mooch, he, he's a, a really great teacher too. He should have been doing this a long time ago. I've also watched his second video, but I won't tell you about it. You can just go watch it if you're interested. But one thing that I'll say is that I was really sad to see that he covered the topic of batteries in cold weather because that has been in my outline for this episode for weeks, but I'm still gonna cover it anyway. So yeah, go check him out and subscribe. He's already got two great videos out there and I can't wait for what he has planned for the future. So let's move on to the next topic. And this is a, just a short one. Bill Nye thinks that vaping will still be here in 150 years. So Bill Nye does a regular short video segment on inverse.com called Future or Forgotten, where he predicts the future of specific things in 150 years. For example, he's talked about whether or not people will still have teeth, if people will have bacon, and if rivers will still exist. And in case you're wondering, he said yes to all of those things, except that he believes that bacon will be synthetic rather than from actual slaughter of pigs. Anyway, in one of his most recent videos, he quickly discussed vaping. He took a jab at it by saying, Vaping. This is where cigarettes don't kill you fast enough, so you have to tech it up. He also said that he thinks it'll be around in the next 150 years in some form because it's so addicting and that people are going to love it. I really wish that he would have gone into a little bit more detail about why he thinks what he thinks about vaping, but that's not really what that show is about. Um, just It's just really quick, so maybe with some prodding he'll go into it in some other forum in the future. But yeah, while he does have a misunderstanding of the health effects of vaping, he does see how hugely popular popular it is, and he doesn't see it dying off in the next uh, 150 years. And Bill Nye, he's a smart guy, and he always means well, but he definitely, definitely needs a little education in this area. Hopefully he does a little research and educates himself on vaping. All right, and now let's talk about e-juice flavoring. So, what is blue raspberry? In the past couple of weeks, I've reviewed a few blue raspberry e-juices, and I started thinking to myself, what the heck is blue raspberry anyway? Uh, I always assumed it was a mix of blueberry and raspberry, but then I got to thinking a little more and I realized that I can't, I never taste blueberry at all in the blue raspberry vapes that I try. So I did some research 
and I found some pretty interesting things. So it started in the 60s and the 70s when popsicles like Otter Pops and Flavor Ice became extremely popular. It was really hard for consumers to tell the difference between all of the red flavors like watermelon, cherry, strawberry, and raspberry. So when any of those flavors were mixed into the same packages, manufacturers had to figure out a way for customers to be able to tell the difference. The answer to the problem was obvious. They used different shades of red and pink. And the color that food manufacturers chose for raspberry was a dark red dye known as amaranth or red number two. And it's named after the dark red color of the amaranth plant, but it doesn't actually have the plant in it. So starting around the 50s, people started to wonder about the safety of red number two. But it wasn't until the 70s when research of the dye started really coming out. A Soviet study in 71 found that red number two was linked to cancer. And further studies by the FDA also found it linked to cancer. Uh, so the dye was banned by the FDA in 1976. So with red number two out of the question, food companies came up with a new way to market raspberry by making it blue. The earliest use of a blue raspberry flavor that I can find is by the use of Gold Metal, who announced a new blue raspberry flavor for their snow cone brand in 1958, which was supposedly inspired by the white bark raspberry. Uh, white bark raspberries are actually more like a, a dark purple or black. And people say that the white bark raspberry tastes more like uh, tart blackberries and not at all like what we think of blue raspberry today. But that's what blue raspberry flavors are thought to be inspired by. So somewhere around 1970, both the blue raspberry otter pop and the blue raspberry icy became huge hits, which created a, a storm of blue raspberry products to hit the market. More companies started developing their own blue raspberry flavors, and now we have a blue raspberry flavor that we all know and love. But that isn't actually based on any real flavor. But it does have a raspberry taste. And what's funny about all of this is how we associate flavors with real fruits that don't actually taste like real fruit. Flavoring experts say that synthetic raspberry flavoring is actually a mix of cherry, pineapple, and banana. It's not even raspberry. So yeah, there's a little history about blue raspberry, which is actually one of my favorite vape flavors. And now that we're in the middle of winter here in the States, I have a, a quick battery tip for you don't charge cold lithium ion batteries. I've actually talked about this before, but I think it's a good time to bring it up again. A lot of people don't seem to realize that lithium ion batteries should not be charged at below freezing temperatures, which would be below 32 degrees Fahrenheit or zero Celsius. Now that we're in such low temperatures in many places, this is something that you need to know because a lot of us leave our mods in our cold cars or we order batteries that stay out in cold trucks and mailboxes for long periods of time. If you charge your battery below 32 degrees Fahrenheit, it will cause plating of the metallic lithium in the battery, which can cause permanent damage or you know serious problems in the future. It's fine for the batteries to be in low temperatures, so don't worry about that. Just don't charge them. If they are in cold temps for a long period of time, let them warm up for a little bit. You can also still use your batteries if they're below 32 degrees Fahrenheit, but don't use them below negative four degrees Fahrenheit. At low temps, they might not perform as well, but they won't be damaged. Okay, that's all I have for this week. You'll find the show notes for this episode on vapepassion.com. Just do a search for episode 96. If you want to support this show, consider donating to my Patreon page at patreon.com slash vapepassion. You can follow me on Twitter at vapepassion, and I'm also on Facebook. If you like the show, I'd love it if you gave me a review on iTunes. You can also catch the video version of the podcast on YouTube. If you're not already a subscriber, please subscribe. If you want to get notifications of new reviews or of the show, you can sign up to receive my weekly email on vapepassion.com. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me anytime or leave a comment on one of my videos. All right, I'll see you next time.